Welcome to the Best Ever You Show with Elizabeth Hamilton Garino, here to help you find success in all areas of your life. The power is in your hands. Join our network for free at besteveryou.com. And now, here's Elizabeth. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Best Ever You Show. We are maybe having technical difficulties. I can't tell for certain. I'm live with no guests. It sounds like they might be having trouble calling in. Um, <clears throat> so we'll see how this goes. Anyway, we're supposed to have Joy and Laura here from the book Street Smart Safety for Women. And uh, hopefully they will uh, call in here shortly. And we'll see what we can do. I'm on text if you hear me kind of uh, talking back and forth. <laughs> Hang on. We'll see if we need to cancel or we'll keep going. But it's it's a lovely book. It's um <clears throat> it's published by HCI. If you hear me um kind of clearing my throat a little bit, I've been sick for two weeks, so it's uh this is the first show we've done in quite a while and I was I had bronchitis for two weeks, so we're trying to pull back up into the land of the living here. There we go. Here's some guests. Let's see if we can uh get them on here. Uh hi, it's Elizabeth. Is this Joy and Laura? Hi. 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 This is <laughs> there we go. Perfect. Hang on just a minute. Okay. We'll uh yeah, we're live we're live on the radio. Just a uh, little bit of technical problems here getting everybody logged in. That kind of happens sometimes. So hang on just a minute. Um welcome to the Best Ever You show, Joy and Laura. Thank you for being here with me. Thank you for having us. All right. So um, I guess I get to do the which which person is Joy and which person is Laura. Let's let's start <laughs> let's start okay. with All right. let's start with Joy. I'm Joy. Yep, I'm Joy and I'm Laura. Okay. Hi, Laura. Um, Hello. Would yes, thank you for being here. I love your book. It's uh, called Street Smart Safety for Women: Your Defensive Guide, Your Guide to Defensive Living, and it's published by the wonderful folks at HCI and uh, distributed by Simon and Schuster. So we're so glad that you're here. Thank you. Um, Joy, do you want to, or, or whoever wants to, do one of you want to tell me all about your book, why you wrote this book, and, and give us a little introduction? Okay. Well, we wrote this book uh, about three years ago. We got it started to keep women safe all the time so they don't have to live in the red zone, so they can be more confident. And I'm a retired law enforcement professional. Um, I was in, um, I worked in the street in uh, Pompano Beach and uh, for the sheriff's office for 28 years. And during that time, I felt that women needed to know more to keep themselves safe. And the yeah. other reason is because we did not see a book about women's safety by women for women. And we really thought that women needed to hear how to keep themselves safe, as Joyce said all the time, from women who have done that. Yeah, usually you see these types of books from guys telling women how to be safe. I've, I've never seen a book like this either. So, um, yeah, when it came across my desk, I'm like, well, now that's interesting. And look at your backgrounds. So, um, yeah, both of you have pretty extensive um, backgrounds um, in various fields. I, without reading your bio, Joy, you kind of, you talked a little bit about it, but it, it looks, it, I'm going to go with Joy first. Joy, it seems like you've kind of almost yes. seen everything imaginable. Yes. 
Yes, I did. I started uh, I started on the streets in uh, Pompano Beach, South Florida, and um, they ended up merging with the largest sheriff's office in the county in South Florida, the Broward Sheriff's Office. And I finished my career at the Fort Lauderdale Airport where um, there was the uh, mass shooting in 2017 at the airport. Mm-hmm. And uh, I ended up retiring uh, not six months after that. And it was enough action for me. Yeah, I feel like we've had enough action here in Maine <clears throat> to last yeah. a, a complete lifetime. It's it's sad how that how yeah. everything you know just isn't calming down um, oh, yeah. at all. Um, you can hear my cold. Sorry, I've been so sick for two weeks. <laughs> Absolutely, oh, just sick for two weeks. So if I'm sniffling and and so forth. I, I didn't want to cancel on you guys again, though. I'm like, I cannot cancel. I need to do this show. Oh. It's important information. Oh. So um, as you hear my voice, it's not quite right. Um, Laura, tell me all about your background. Tell tell the listeners all about you. And then can you both talk about TEDx or how you met? Brown is in technology. And I got the start to my background actually in the, in the U.S. Army. I worked on Pershing nuclear missiles which are guided by computers. And that was my entree, if you will, into the world of technology. I worked for a lot of uh, big tech companies, IBM, Dell, Lenovo. I also worked at FedEx, Coca-Cola, et cetera, et cetera. Large companies that had large enterprise computing uh, systems, really. And but my big background, and I think one of my big contributions that I want women to know about, is my background in family violence. I grew up with domestic violence. Uh, it, my father's entire family came from generational domestic abuse, and it had a large effect on my life. And one of the things I want to have women know is how to recognize these domination and control patterns early in relationships. Because the best way to avoid family violence is to not have it happen in the first place and for women to be able to recognize what these patterns are and to recognize when they're dating abusers so that they can get out much earlier in the relationship. Yeah. And what about, uh, how did you guys meet? We actually have been together for 15 years, and we have been wanting to write this book because we wanted to blend our personal and professional backgrounds into providing everything that we could for everyone, really, but particularly women, since we focus on the mental and emotional aspects of of women victimology, Uh, and it just seemed as though it was a natural fit. Yeah. Well, and can I step in? Is, Please. You know, one of the things that I used to hear when I was working all the time <clears throat> would be either my friends were the victim of a crime or um, calls that I went on, women would kick themselves and say that they should have listened to themselves. Oh, I know, I should. And I'd feel bad because what am I going to say? I mean, you're already kicking yourself. I'm, I'm not going to you know, kick you while you're down. And I would just feel bad thinking, oh, you know, another crime victim. 
so, you know, over the years, we would constantly be kicking around these stories of constant calls that I went around the clock. And, you know, I wish women knew more so they could reduce their chance of becoming a crime victim. And a lot of times women would just ask, well, what else could I do? So this is really like the background for us kicking around for some time and developing ideas on what would work book-wise. Yeah. <clears throat> this is going to come out choppy. Um, so I'm the mother of four boys. They are oh. 22, 24, 26, and eight, 28, and I've been married for 25 years to my husband, Peter. And I think about things from a boy standpoint a lot. <clears throat> and I think mm-hmm. about things from a girl standpoint to boy standpoint a lot, thinking, you know, um, I don't think of, like, if I'm out walking at night, I don't think, boy, another woman, it might hurt me. I think, oh, where's the guy lingering that's going to hurt me or something like that. Do you right. have, do you, why is that? Is that accurate? Is it, is it mostly, is it violence against women from men? Is it, would I be stunned to learn that there's another statistic in there? I don't know if you're prepared to answer that question. I just, I think about that a lot in terms of, you know, but guys are sometimes stunned to learn that women walk around afraid of them when they're walking down the street or at night or whatever. I've heard guy after guy after guy, stunned, like what? And they're stunned to hear that, that, you know, we don't walk alone at night because we're afraid of guys. Right. And I have actually two answers for that. First is the statistics. So we talk about, we've done the, the, background on this, and in the FBI statistics, violence against women, or violence period, is committed 77% by men. Yeah. So certainly that says, you know, not all men, and we've heard this argument many times, not all men. That's true. But from a woman's perspective, we don't know which men. And the second, to address how surprised many men are, and we've heard that as well, too, I'm going to tell you a story from our book that illustrates this precisely. And that's from a Tony Robbins seminar. You know, Tony Robbins, as most people know, is a motivational speaker. And in one of his seminars several years ago, he said, men, if you have felt unsafe in the last week, raise your hand. And of the 1,000 men or so in the audience, you know, maybe a few hands went up. Then he said, ladies, Mm -hmm. if you have been unsafe in the last week, raise your hand. And almost a 1,000 hands went up. So almost every woman's hand in the audience went up. The only people who were stunned in that audience were the men. And, And to your point, we also observe that men are stunned when they realize that women have to be afraid and on guard and, you know, carry ourselves differently and, and make different plans because we do have to be aware of our safety all the time. And yeah. one of the reasons that we wrote this book is I have, ta- Laura, have taken many safety classes through the years as a result of my, you know, history and family violence, all of them were taught by men. And I would bet you that when those men leave the room, they don't have to think of their personal safety again. When Joy stops talking to women about personal safety, she still has to be aware of her personal safety 24 hours a day. 
No, I agree. I um we have um I was trying to think. Um but when I was in high school is what I'm trying to say. Um my <clears throat> former uh, uh classmate was killed by her boyfriend. So um I lived in uh, mm-hmm. Bettendorf, Iowa, so my uh, Jennifer Crompton is the I don't know if you've heard of that. It's been on national news and stuff. Her mom has Vicky has um been on the news talking about the dating the dangers of dating quite vocally since her daughter was murdered by her boyfriend. Do you know that story? I, I think I've heard this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She was stabbed multiple, multiple times in the foyer of her family home uh, after trying to break up with her boyfriend. I don't know all the nuances and things like that, but that's the, the gist of it. And so I, I, I think at a young age, I was like introduced to, wow, you could get hurt on a date. That's the last thing I'm thinking of is getting hurt on a date or by a boyfriend or anything like that. So why don't we talk a little bit about that for people who are listening? Um, I don't know. I don't know if you want to structure this show uh, by age and go from there or by, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like it might go all over the place with things as I think about things and stuff like that. So feel free to talk over me or interrupt me or whatever. But I dating, I, I, you know, it's over each other. Yeah, no, it's, it's all cool. It's, it's the best ever you show and it's supposed to be pretty conversational. And plus I don't feel good. So you guys can talk all you want. Um, but I think about just, I'm 54 years old and there was no such thing as Tinder when I was a kid. And that applications of dating, meeting strangers, all these, there's so much stranger danger. There is so much stranger danger, and the issue with dating apps, and and I could talk about this all day long, is that there is no or very little verification of identity. The dating app platforms are not required by law to require that. So especially on the free versions of the app, Match Group, who owns, you know, many of the dating apps, admitted to ProPublica, a publication in 2019, that there are known sexual predators on their date, on the free version of their dating app. And research has also shown that women who have been attacked on the first date that have met on a dating app, so 14% of women who've been attacked on a first date met on a dating app. But as stunning as that, What's even worse is that people who met their partner or prospective date on a dating app and were attacked, the violence was was more severe because of the known sexual predators on the app. And so we encourage women, use the dating apps, have fun. It is a great way to meet people that you would not otherwise meet. However, be aware of the dangers. And to that end, we have a couple of suggestions. First of all, do not use the free version of the app. Pay for the, for the premium version. At least on the premium version, the dating app platforms will do some rudimentary security checking. They will at least check social media. They will also have a credit card on file, which you know will verify a person's identity because the other people that you meet will have to have their identity verified because they'll have a credit card. They also will be paying. So you'll meet a different caliber of people. And we also suggest strongly that you do not meet somebody offline 
without video chatting with them. Make sure that they are who they say they are and that you have a connection and that when you do meet with them, not just for the first date, but for the first three or four dates, that you meet at the same place, which is not where you live. You do not give them personal information because you do not know that this person is who they say they are. You know, back in the day before the dating apps, how did you meet people? Well, somebody you knew knew them or you knew them from school right. or work or whatever. So you had you saw them. Reference. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there was a, you could see them (laughs) or be introduced or something like that. What about, let's not, let's not even go dating for a little bit here. Let's talk about, hey, could, would you like to meet me for a cup of coffee? Right. For like work (laughs) or something like that. Let's go on LinkedIn. Hey, Susie, I'd love to meet you for a cup of coffee and talk about, you know, your career, what, you know, whatever people might do. I mean, that's not even really safe, is it? Right, and you know that it it has to happen. So because we're so <clears throat> the technology and um, a lot of times people for work, you know, now they're working from home. So if they can get together somewhere, hey, it's nice. I'm going to be in the city. Oh, you know, let me meet. You. I've never met you before. So you know, just because you bump into people at work or you know, you've been talking on Zoom or that doesn't mean that you know a lot about them yet. So, you know, when you're going to meet somebody in person, you still need to take precautions and let people know where you're going and keep in contact and say, I'm going to meet so-and-so, we're going to dinner. at least if on the off chance anything odd happens, at least somebody can say, oh, I I know that they went there and, you know, or she told me this beforehand. You know, at least you have somebody who can at least verify it or call if you're not answering the phone. Just somebody yeah. else to know what's going on. You can also send pictures of that person, especially from LinkedIn. Send pictures of that person to people that you know. Mm-hmm. Wear wearable tech, you know, whether oh, it's an app, idea. wearable tech, right. so that somebody always knows where you are. And if you aren't where you say you are, that the wearable tech can follow you. Yeah. Right. You know, um, one, of, one of the – oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, no, no. Go ahead. Well, one of the things, I'm going to shift gears here just a a little bit over into walking and running out alone and things like that, because, boy, Mm -hmm. when I am visiting big cities or wherever I am and I see a woman running alone with a headset on, I think, my, you are one brave girl. I just, I, I don't know, I was trained for, I'm in the middle of a lot of kids. There's 11 of us and there's eight of eight girls and three boys. And we wow. were trained from a very young age that you just don't do some things. It's not worth the risk. And things like walking alone, running alone, you know, all that kind of stuff, we were taught the buddy system. Do you, is it safe to be a woman in today's world and go for a jog? You know, there are, we get asked that a lot. And, um, you know, there are a lot of women that, just want to be out there alone. They find it 
um, comfortable, being solitude, you know, yourself. But on the other hand, I say then be prepared. So we talk about the wearable tech. There is um, pepper spray that, you know, I know a lot of women don't tend to carry a lot when they run, but you can still carry pepper spray. And there is a pepper spray that is called Smart Pepper Spray where it hooks up to an app. And if you use the pepper spray, it will alert the police and your location and your contacts. In case something happens right there, you're not going to be able to get on the phone, but at least somebody will know something's happened and your exact patient. So, you know, these are things that if you know that you're going to put yourself out there for a five-mile run and if something happens and, you know, a car knocks you off or, you know, somebody surprises you, you know, you need something other than yelling help. The other yep. thing uh, that that we suggest for women is to um, to carry those defensive tools as well, and also um, you know run in a populated place, run where people can see you. You know, as Joy said, you know you want to run in, in you know get some solitude, get some empowerment, and everything. So run where people can see you. And the big suggestion that we have is if you're going to wear headphones, put them in transparency mode so that you can hear things going on around you while you're still listening to your music. Yeah, right. So so let's say I'm out for a jog. I am all of 5'3 on a big hair day. That is true. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> yeah, and, some, and a six foot two guy is following me and I can sense my spidey sense says uh oh I'm in trouble mm-hmm. if he if he tries to do something to me in any way shape or form what is my first if let's say I don't have smart pepper spray or pepper spray for that matter uh oh I forgot my phone and mm-hmm. I don't hear him coming because I have headphones on tell me what I'm supposed to do you know run faster <laughs> right like a bear and if you don't have your tactical pen to stab them with that yeah you know you want to let them know that you see them so instead of pretending that he's not there you know turn around and nobody said slow down or stop so he can catch up but at least turn around you have a good description of him and then yeah start going the other way. So instead of, you know, continuing on where you're going, go back where you came from, start looking around for, is that a house I'm going to run to? Uh, Do you have your phone? I would start making a a 911 call. I'm heading in this direction. You know, do you have your phone? Which uh, you should never leave with, without. But, um, you know, you want to do all you can before you get caught and you're going to have to fight them off. And yeah, most of the time they run on by, but you know, sometimes you're like, Oh, you know, I didn't expect right. that I'm out for a run and uh Oh, you know, that kind of thing. There's the, the uh Oh vibe, like the creepy vibe sometimes. Right. So, right. um, well, we have a question also, for you. you. Know let me oh, just go ahead. Your, yeah. your confidence face also, 
So, what you say? You know, you put, you put your confident face on. Oh, yeah. So instead of looking like, oh, my gosh, there's somebody after me with that face, put your what are you doing face on. So, you know, put a little more confidence in your look, when you know, if you're going to look back at them. You know, so at least they know that you're not afraid, and they don't know that you're not armed. You know, but at right. least they know you're not afraid. So that's kind of look you have. Yep. You have a question. Um, <clears throat> I thought this would come up actually too, just because we've got a lot of parents listening and things like that. Um, this is a p- parenting question. You're in a public spot and you have a child that is not big enough to go into the bathroom, male or female. Um, <clears throat> do you let him go into the bathroom by themselves? I have no. the answer to that, but I'm, yeah, that was my, I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> but, um, at what age, at what age is that an absolute, oh God, they got to go in the bathroom by themselves and. <sighs> 17. <laughs> yeah. That's what I say too. I'm like, yep, 21. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. That's you know, creepy. Say, right. I would say, uh, Hmm. You know, I would either wait right outside. I wouldn't send them, you know, well, you know where the bathroom is. It's way up there at front. I'll wait over here. I would go, but I would wait right outside, you know. So even if they go, oh, geez, I could go to the bathroom myself. Okay, well, I'll wait right outside the door. So, you know, you could always peek the door open. At least somebody knows you're right right outside the door. We were just in uh, New York City. And uh, we went to different theaters, and all of a sudden, they seemed to have the uh, all-gender bathroom, and I mean all-gender standing in line at the same time. And even men were looking at women going, I don't think I'm in the right line, you know, and I said, yep, you're in the right line. So is that uncomfortable? Uh, You know, would I want uh, a young girl, young boy in line by themselves? No. No. That that was uncomfortable to everybody. So something to think about. And also when you travel, um, I don't care what age you are, everybody should follow somebody to the bathroom uh, if you're, you know, traveling off of the turnpike, a bath, uh, you know, a station just somewhere where you stop. Wait outside, you know, find where the bathroom is, either go in with them or wait outside because those are the worst places to um, be uh, attacked or, or molested. Yeah, I get I get easily creeped out, and I get particularly creeped out by you know like a nine thirty at night stop at the rest area mm-hmm. in wherever it is. I'm like, I am not doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right. it's like well, I'm good. <laughs> you know, because you, you think you think like my, my head's going underneath all the stalls to see who's standing on the toilet or whatever. I just hate it. So much. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyway, um, I. Too. What'd you say? You cut. You cut out. Good. That that's a good thing to do, actually. Yeah, I open up all the doors. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh hell no. Um, but you know, it's funny when I had my. Well, it's not funny, but when I had uh, four little boys, you know, they're each two years apart. If I'd have, if I went somewhere and you know, like, okay, let's go to McDonald's, and somebody would be like, I gotta go to the bathroom, like, oh god. So I actually would check the bathroom first, and I actually carried. This is ridiculous, but it's me, and I'm from bigger places than Maine. I would, I'm from California, so I would put a 
a sign that would say out of order and tape it to the outside while my child was in the bathroom. Oh, that's a good idea. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. And if all four, yeah, I, all the time, I just was like, in my purse, out comes a sign, tape it on the door, no one can go in here. And I kind of would like be on guard, you know, but I would check first, make sure nobody's in there, open up the door. I'm I'm just crazy about it because I grew up with so many kids and, you know, our our family had so many kids in it um, that, you know, we're always looking out for one another and making sure, you know, it was like going to the grocery store with your brothers and sisters. It was like my mom would count ducklings, you know, (laughs) are they all here? Yep. Okay. Sound off. Um, But that's great. That is one of the things that we want women to do and, and people actually is look out for each other. And, you know, you go to a bar, you go here, you go there, go with friends, hang out. It's better with your besties. You know, it's more fun and, you know, stick together. You go together, you come home together and, you know, there's safety in numbers and it's more fun. Yeah. So, so in my lifetime, I've been sent on solo trips for work to New York City. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, you know, the big girl pants go on and you're like, okay, I'm getting on an airplane. I'm going to New York City by myself. You know, it's like my mom would be like, oh my God, you know, are you know, and there was no texting back then, you know, like, are you alive? Are you okay? It was like, you know, just good luck, you know, kind of thing. And um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, smile if you're on the Today Show. Um, but anyway, how in today's world do you keep yourself safe? Even back then it was scary. But how in today's world do you keep yourself safe when you're at an airport by yourself, you're in a hotel room by yourself, you're uh, walking? You know, just think of, I think of women a lot by themselves, trying to mm-hmm. kill it, doing jobs and all this stuff. Um, and it puts us in funky spots sometimes. It does. I used to travel for work all the time. Um, and I did not have that, what I'm about to say then, but I carry it now. And as this joy when we're traveling is we carry tactical pens. And those are real ballpoint pens that write, and you can refill them and whatever. But on the other end is a very sharp point. And the sharp point can be used to break glass or whatever. And the, and the pens themselves are made out of hardened steel. And we have taken those through TSA many, many times. We just carry it in our purse. It's a, as I said, it's a real pen. And what you can use a tactical pen for is if somebody grabs you, you take that sharp point and you drive it through their arm. You drive it through their neck. You do whatever you can to get away. Ouch. When I was traveling, mm-hmm. and so you always have a weapon. You always have some defensive tool with you. And when I did travel by myself, I when I got to the hotel or where I was going, you know, and if I couldn't carry something through TSA, when I got to the area that I was going to be in for a while, I would buy a canned hornet spray. Now, hornet spray travels 30 feet. And it's $5. You can buy it in any convenience store, whatever. And I would put the Hornet spray in my hotel room. So if somebody did happen to break in, I could spray them and they wouldn't get close to me. (laughs) And so you can use it, you know, while you're in that hotel and then you just leave it there. But there are so many, you know, you're right, 
so many different things that women, unfortunately, you know, that women think of when they're traveling or that they should think of, you know, the being alone that never would cross a man's mind. You know, they don't think about going in the elevator. Oh, no. So, (laughs) you know, men and women, you know, in the elevator together in in a hotel is a very uncomfortable thing. And, you know, depending on what floor you're on, sometimes it doesn't even matter. As soon as the doors close, hmm, you know, you're in a very confined space and, you know, the other person can stop that elevator and here you are, stuck. So, you know, I say you don't need to be in there. You don't need to give anybody excuses as to why you're not. Just walk away, you know, oh, and they're holding the elevator. That's okay. I forgot something. You know, whatever. Go ahead. But you don't need to give anybody excuses. You know, you need to think of your own safety, and you don't need to be in a situation that could suddenly be uncomfortable. You have no idea who anybody is, and these could be business people. You have no idea what they are, you know, and you don't need to be in that situation. And, you know, the same thing um, when you're staying in a hotel, you know, you need to be aware of other people on the floor. So, you know, just as you're going into your room, look around for a second so that somebody doesn't dart out from a room, push you into yours. You know, these are things that you want to just look around real quick before you, you know, go into your room because now they have those automatic where you use your phone. So you're standing there for a second before your phone clicks in to open the door. Now, you know, besides the keys, now that you can use um, your phone to open the doors and unlock the hotel doors. So these are, you know, just things that you need to think. Just because you get inside and somebody knocks and says they're with the hotel doesn't mean you have to dart over and open the door. You know, that's a big scam. Also, things can happen. Well, I, I hope shows like this help, and I, I know your book is very helpful. Again, just for the who just tuned in, I just saw the people just come on. Um, it's called Street Street Smart Safety for Women, Your Guide to Defensive Living. And um, it's by Joy Farrow, a retired deputy sheriff. And, Laura, I want to make sure I pronounce your name right. I'm going to have you say it. Brombach. Yeah, I thought, I thought so, yeah. I'm just a great destroyer of last names. And I didn't get a chance to ask you, so... Uh, yeah, I, I'm really interesting with, with last names. So you can go to streetsmartsafety.org also to to learn more um, about the book and uh, about our authors here. I close just asking you a couple, I'm going to ask a couple more questions if I may. We don't, we don't have a time frame or anything like that really, but we don't want to probably go much more than 10 more minutes because okay. um, people just attention spans these, time, these days are, are less. Um, let's go college on this and talk to our parents listening who are worried about their kids at college, male and female. Um, Mm -hmm. Boy, uh, I have been there. And um, there was no better cover your drink (laughs) or anything. Um, Right. Talk about college these days. My goodness, the landscape of of that has changed, sort of. Yes, it has. So the landscape of college is truly a hellscape um, for men and women. And particularly, so you're probably aware of the red zone. 
and that's the time between the start of the school year, August, and Thanksgiving, particularly with incoming freshmen. That's the time when 50% of sexual assaults occur. The wow. And mm -hmm. the problem for young men is hazing. You know, how yeah. many men have have been harmed and, and even killed by hazing practices. Right. So we strongly suggest that, you know, I mean, that's a time when young people want to be free. They want to, you know, try on their, their adult pants and, and, you know, have a good time. But also to be aware that there are known sexual serial predators and colleges do not do a great deal to help keep their students safe. So students, parents mm -hmm. need their own safety measures. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you have a young yeah. person in college, you know, those wearable tech apps that we talked about. Mm -hmm. Apple has, uh, with their latest update, has a feature where, you know, the young person can set it so that when they get back to their dorm or whatever, mm -hmm. it will automatically text their parent or their friend that, hey, I've arrived safely and show you where on the path that they are. So, you know, people get back, you know, they forget to, to let you know, you know, technology now will do it for you. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, you know, there are a lot of things that young people don't think of uh, getting to the college. So in case there's an emergency and your phone isn't working, learn where the call boxes are and how to use them before you need them. So male or female, you know, it's a good idea something happens and whatever somebody steals your phone at least you know also you know know where to go also know where the 24 hour um locations are in the, yeah. on the college you can just you know go to those places cafeteria library mm -hmm. those types of things you know another downfall is unfortunately a good time so going to the <laughs> parties a lot of things go wrong at a party so you know Oh, there's a lot of drinking and whatnot goes on. But you know what? Especially for guys, be the good guy and say, oh, no, that's not happening. And be the good bystander and step in. And if it's happening to a woman and you don't think that's right, step in and save the day. You know, or another guy, the hazing, say, whoa, this shouldn't be happening. Look at the condition. He, this isn't good. Save the day and, you know, be the good person and take them out of there, take them home, and, you know, watch out yep. for each other. Yep. Our, our, boys are, our boys are trained that way. Our boys are – we have a, a couple that don't drink at all and a couple that are the definitely the fun police. Um, <clears throat> I, I – um, oh, man, as you're talking, I, I think about college and I think about just um, – I think I think I, I write this in my book, so it's not a secret or anything like that. But I think my my first year of college was probably my worst year ever of my life. It was like unleash Elizabeth on the University of Iowa, and it was so much drinking and so awful and mm -hmm. just like so embarrassing. Now my one friend is like, "You're gonna either kill yourself or get killed," and I'm like, oh, "What? What are you talking about? We're here to party." I mean, I didn't know where phones were located in case I got hurt. It was like, I knew where the bars were. So it was, and, and I don't drink um, at all after that. I just, 
just was like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm good, you know, kind of thing. I just sober life completely. Right. But right. Um, I just think of all of the the shenanigans is the best word I can think of for that that maybe that first year and some cause some people have it all four years, I guess, but shenanigans and the parent worry. And like back then, I mean, my mom would say to me, you don't have to worry about somebody else killing you. I'm going to kill you if you don't calm down, (laughs) you know, kind of thing. And, um, and my mom, I don't know if you're listening or not, but she knows. Um, But, you know, what do you do if you're like, what do you do if your child is just, you know, not calming down in that regard? You know, they're just lighting the place on, you know, storm, lighting it up with a storm on all fronts. Um, Are you ever going to know about it? Are you, you know, what are the indicators that your kiddo might be in trouble? Hmm. You know, maybe you might even find out through the good roommate or, yeah. Sometimes even, you know, just sitting down and talking to them, you know, just we say, you know, just more communication instead of, yeah, drinking, are you? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. No, me? No, no. I, I always think grades are a pretty good indicator, like that, right. you know, the right. 1.1 Animal House GPA or whatever coming home. Right. <laughs> I what think that's a pretty good one. Know, what do you look like when you come home for the holidays? Are you not wanting to talk about anything when the word school comes up? <laughs> no. What's going on there? How's that going? I, you know, we got a letter from school. Who's getting that letter? You know, but it, it is good to just sit down, even though you don't, think anything's going on or you don't know but you know what start um coming up with the time to sit down and say hey let's just do this uh whatever you know every whenever you get together what is it you know every month every weekend you know when you get together let's just say hey this is we're gonna talk or you can call me anytime i think you really need to put that out there and say listen if anything happens, I really mean call. this. I want you to call me. And yep. they'll and just I, feel more comfortable, you know. Yeah. And I the think other, as parents – oh, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say the other thing is use technology. Use uh, Zoom. Use FaceTime. See what they look like. You yeah. Know, yeah, no, exactly. Because mm-hmm. they don't want to get on FaceTime. Right. You know. Well, I think, too, as, you know, as parents of boys, you know, I think one of the things we've done, and again, I I don't know if we've done everything right or whatever, but, you know, we've had serious conversations about, you know, stuff happens to girls, and we know it's not going to come from you, but you need to watch out for people at parties and things like that, if somebody passes out, if their drink isn't covered, if this or that or another thing, you guys are eyes and ears to keep people safe as well. And I I think that's that those conversations with your kids are so important both ways. So needed. Because nobody wants to pass out. No one wants to pass out at a party and have, you know, permanent ink all over their face or hands or whipped cream or worse. Or worse, you know, and that's what's happening is you read that every day. Just scroll the news. You know, it's unfortunate the amount of assault and that they find out that it's been videoed and whoa, yep. you know, 
way Terrible. out of hand. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think those conversations with kids, but I, you know, I think your book is just such a, a wonderful, um, it's, it's beyond a start in the right direction. It's like a, a, a handbook in the right, in the perfect direction to, to help. It's a, it's a, just something to help. Uh, I could see it as a graduation gift almost for girls going away to college. Like, hello, here it is. Mm-hmm. Be right. smart out there. Right. Right. You need this. Whether you think you need it or not, at least make yourself aware. Right. Yep. Because we cover kind of so many topics, you know, all sorts of persuasion proof and um, sham scams yeah. and cons, mm-hmm. everything. Finding a so. predator. Yeah. You know, so, so many different topics that aren't covered out there and it's not war and peace. So it's yeah. yeah, no. Well, you know, uh, so tell, tell me before we go, what's something that's in this book? You know, we've, we've tried to do uh, it justice and it's a, it's a guys, everybody listening. It's a pretty long book. You know, it's over 300 pages with the end notes and things like that too. Um, but it's a, it's a, it's a good, it's, you feel like you're getting a lot of information in one book and I, and I've read the book and I've, um, I've got a few things. I think I kind of touched on some of the things that I wanted to touch about. But um, what's something that we didn't talk about that you want to be sure that people know about your book or a topic that we didn't touch on? I would say to, especially for women, now we have tips for everyone in there, but especially for women, women are socialized to be so nice that we don't pay attention to when we feel that something is off because we tend to minimize it or, or, or dismiss it. And we want to encourage people, don't dismiss those feelings, honor them, because they're there for a reason. Good point. Really mm-hmm. good point. The spidey and sense and the intuition. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And we talk about being persuasion-proof, and that's our way of saying N-O in a big way. That's all you need to say. You don't have to give a description. You don't have to explain why. You know what? Just back away when somebody starts persuading you too much. They want something. Mm. Sometimes you have to just start small and just condition yourself to say no because that's not easy for women. You know, women are polite and they, oh, okay, you know, I'll I'll buy that or I'll, I'll... yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'll take one of those. No, you really didn't. I don't know why I bought that. No, you just say, no, thank you. I'm not interested. No, I'm not donating. No, thank you. And yeah, that's no is also, a, that's, it's a sentence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no is a sentence. Um, the, what I'd like to do is kind of end this show here, but I'd love to have you guys back and do – I did not touch on this topic intentionally because it's too broad of a topic. It's its own show and not an introduction to your book and you guys and everything. But if you guys could come back and do a show just on domestic violence uh, and family oh. violence, I would really appreciate that. If we could put that we, in the – yeah. Because I think – yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I can't see you, so I can't – your topic yeah. is – No, that's why we didn't – that's why we didn't – Yes, we think this, and you're absolutely right, this is a topic of its own. And the other thing we do in our book and we think is so important, particularly for young people, is to understand the patterns that are inherent in domestic abuse so that they can recognize them early in the dating relationship and avoid them. 
Good. Okay. So we'll have you guys back on and, and we promise our listeners here that we'll we'll do that show separately and uh, maybe put it, do you think an hour would be good for that? I think an hour would probably cover that really well. That'd be great. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I sure appreciate having you both on here. It was really lovely meeting you. I'm glad my voice and cough cooperated pretty much. And um, yeah, and I hope you'll, you'll come back and do that do that next show with us. Um, Thanks. Any other? It was wonderful. Thank you. We would love to. Thank you so much. You feel better. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's been a two-week kind of flu bug going on. So, all right, everybody. Um, thank you for listening to the Best Ever You Show. I'll play our outro here in a minute. But um, that was Joy Farrell and Laura Frombach from Street Smart Safety for Women. Their new book is out. It's your guide to defensive living. It's published by our great friends at HCI and distributed by Simon & Schuster. You can get their book wherever books are sold. That's on Amazon. They love reviews. Our, us authors, we love reviews over on Amazon. When you buy our book, leave a review, please. It, it helps us out with the Amazon algorithms. Um, but their website is streetsmartsafety.org, and uh, we will have them back. Joy and Laura, thank you so much for being with us, and uh, take care, everybody. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. We're so glad you tuned in. Be brave, be bold, be you. And remember to visit us at besteveryou.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.